Darling, you got to let me know Should I stay or should I go? If you say that you are mine I'll be here till the end of time So you got to let me know Should I stay or should I go? Ray here from City Fan TV. It's a joint production today. I'm joined by Bernard and Mike, and uh, we're doing a joint production with the Bolt from the Blue podcast. I do believe it's the third most popular Manchester City podcast. And guess what, guys? Losers, losers, mate. Third, no, no, third no, no, losers. No. You ask it, Newcastle. <laughs> it's number <laughs> one in terms of freedom. It's cost you night to watch City Fan TV, cost you night to get your comments read out, and it costs you night to what to listen to the Bolt from the Blue podcast, which in this day and age you don't get much for free anymore. So I'll say welcome to the well, guys. Obviously, you don't, mate. Listen to this, no. Bernard's <laughs> <Then> already <laughs> opened his big cake call. Uh, Mike, how are you, mate? I'm doing pretty well and um, excited for this uh, conversation. It's a fascinating uh, topic we're going to talk about. Yeah, guys, we are going to talk about five players who um, some people are thinking they're coming to the end of their City careers because either they want to leave, apparently, or are not happy for whatever reason, or, um, you know, um, they're not going to be offered a new contract, possibly. So we're going to look at five players. I'll rattle the names off, and then uh, we'll go through them uh, one by one. So we're going to talk about Ilkay Gundogan, Kyle Walker, Americ Laporte, Riyad Mahrez and Bernardo Silva. Now, there's one or two other players that we might want to talk about, but I don't want in this uh, video and podcast to think about the players like Gomez and Phillips who've only been here one season. We can't really look at them. I'm going to talk about players that are first-team players and players that, you know, can con still contribute at the, at the highest level and that we might want to stay, you know, Phillips and Carson and... Uh, people like that and uh, Gomez, Peroni, they haven't done anything. So I, I just don't think it's worth it. And talking about the players who are definitely going to stay, there's no point. So we're going to focus on, on these guys. So I think we'll start with the player who's out of contract um, this summer, and that's Ilkay Gundogan. Now, we saw last season how in the crucial final uh, run-in, he stepped up. He didn't start the last game last season. He came on. We were 2-0 down. He made the difference. He scored two goals. We won by three goals to two. Uh, Ilkay Gundogan um, has been awesome in, in his time at City. And in the last two months this season, he's been brilliant again. In, in Pep's best side, um, that he's been playing in the top uh, games in the league, in the top Champions League games, Ilkay Gundogan's name is on that team sheet. And he's captain. So... He's now, I think, somewhere in the region of 32 years old. He's out of contract in the summer. So I'll start with Bernard. Bernard, what are your thoughts on Ilkay Gundogan as to how, the level of football he's playing, why he might not be staying, and why you'd want him to stay? I think with Gundo, I think the thing with Gundo is that obviously I remember when he came, he obviously was Peps, was his first one, first, first purchase. He, he wasn't fit, was he? He was injured at the time. So we didn't see him for a good 
while, uh, from what I remember. And when he did appear, he had a, a transitional period where he seemed a bit frightened of putting a tackle in or getting tackled yeah. because he didn't want the serious injury to, to happen again. So City stuck by him. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, you, um, you might see where this is leading a little bit. So City stood by him in those times and he's been very, very useful at crucial times for us. Perhaps stepped in when KDB's not been quite at it in the same way Bernardo stepped in the other night uh, to sort of pull us by the bootstraps and give us that, you know, that the road to Istanbul and Gundo had done exactly the same at Everton previously and they get the game before that to win that game for us. But, of course, we think, we don't know for sure, we think he's been offered a year. He's looking for security. I say he's only got two, probably got two years left at a peak. He might, you know, right, he could go over to uh, South, you know, the Emirates or whatever. This this where Ronaldo, where all these guys are going and stuff like that. If he wants a bit more money, uh, they might be interested. He's a cracking player, there's no doubt about it. And I'm I'm thinking at the moment, well, if Gundo doesn't want to stay and he does go, is he a replaceable? Have we got someone to step into his boots? So that takes us really. What does Gundo? What what's Gundo's position? I'm going to come over to Mike here. What what do you say? Gundo's actual is he a defensive midfield? Is he, is he a creative midfield? Is he is he a, a, an attacker? I mean, you know what what exactly are we looking for in Gundo that makes him irreplaceable if we don't offer him a two or three year contract, which I don't think we're going to do now because it's getting late in the day. Uh, the answer to that is all three, <laughs> basically, uh, because. Uh, I would say that uh, he would be more often employed as an attacking midfielder, uh, someone who can score crucial goals, but someone who can slot in handily uh, to replace Rodri if need be. And that's to the, ch the chagrin of, uh, of, of someone like Cal Calvin Phillips. He's a multi-dimensional midfield attacking talent, and he can fill a number of spots. And uh, the, uh, whether a player decides to go or stay, I think, is a function of three things. What the club wants, what the player wants, and what his family wants. Now, he's a, he's a newlywed, um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's highly unlikely that uh, Mrs. Gundogan, um, his new bride, is a huge fan of uh, the climate um, in Manchester. So she'll have a big say in it, I guess. But as a player, certainly, um, they also have to consider he's been phenomenal, especially the last two seasons. How much longer can he keep contributing in that way? And so they'll have to weigh that up against um, his, own, uh, his own inclinations and whether they can get someone who can fill that role. The thing is, Mike, he's, he, we said the same things last season. We said the same, you know, he's getting on and... He's, uh, you know, he, he was 31 then, he's 32 now. And we're saying the same questions or same comments as, as, as last season. Um, yeah, he wasn't married back then, though. Oh, yeah, but I'm not worried about that. I'm, you know, I'm not worried about that aspect. I'm just saying the fact that um, we were worried that he's 31. He never had a lot, a tremendous amount of pace. Uh, could he keep, you know, keep going? Uh, could he keep performing at a high level? And he's doing that. He's not let us down. Um, so again, I'm at that same. Is he old? Is he old in city to ransom? I don't think so. I don't think he's bothered about the money. Okay, uh, if you look at some of the, all right, he's he's a very very wealthy man. Let's say he's on about two hundred grand a week. 
but he gives a lot of money uh, away to, in Turkey um, for projects there. And so I don't think he's driven now. He's at that stage where he doesn't need to be driven by the money. He's been playing at top level for 12 years, something like that, 12 mm -hmm. or 13 years. And he's been at City, this is his seventh season. He's on good money. He's made uh, an absolute fortune. And he'll carry on making money because he'll have two or three more years at a top, a good level where he'll earn good money. Uh, he can, if he wants, get that retirement in Saudi or uh, one of the rich Middle Eastern leagues. Uh, I don't think there's an issue about the money. And he'll still get endorsements and stuff like that because he is he is a, a pin-up poster boy um, for German-stroke uh, Turkish uh, you know, um, football, let's say. Maybe not as much Turkish football, but he's, you know, his background is um, obviously from from Turkey. Um, so I think he'll he doesn't need the money. So I don't think it's going to be the money. It might be that he wants to play at a top level. Now, for my opinion is, um, I think he probably has got two more good years in him. Now it might be he wants three. He might want that um, certainty, that assurance uh, that he's going to get you know, a good contract in terms of length. Because uh, let's be honest, when he leaves City. He's only going down. He's only going down. So he'll be 20... Uh, in October, he'll be 33. Now, it might be that he wants two years uh, or three years and City have offered him less than that. You know, as far as I'm concerned, if he wants three years, I'll offer him three years because you could argue, you know, he's probably too... But look at Luka Modric. He's still doing the business. He's, you know, he's 37. So I, I, I'm not going to hold his age against him. And, and again... If you offer him a three-year contract and after two years, someone else has taken over, um, you know, one of the academy kids has come through or we bought somebody else, maybe even Jude Bellingham or whoever, um, and we don't need him, he's not getting much game time, then you, you, you cut him loose. You give him that option of the three years because if he's good enough for three years, he'll stay for three years. I personally would move heaven and earth to keep him because he's got that experience. And whoever, come, whoever comes in ne next, I don't want to be in the position where we lose Bernardo and Gundogan in the same summer because you're going to have to replace them. Now, that you, you could argue that Foden can play attack midfield. Look at that pass he made um, for the final goal against um, Real Madrid. Um, so he's Foden will end up playing a, as an attacking midfielder. Well, Pep, Pep switches his midfielders, doesn't he? But yeah. obviously, Gundo is a little bit special in that, as as Mike said, uh, he can play defensively and he can play more forward-looking as well, which is probably a role I think Pep's getting stones, trying to get stones into as well, isn't it? But but stones is not going to give those delightful yeah. um, through balls uh, and, and for, for the assist. He's not going to be popping up in the box uh, for the goals. So I, 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 but I want the reason I want him to stay is another reason is to help nurture whoever's coming through. Whoever is the guy for next, say we we do buy some. Let's say we even buy Jude Bellingham for argument's sake, um, and he joins. Even though he's, a fan, I think he's a fantastic player and got huge potential, he might struggle that first season, like so many other players mm. have struggled. And I don't want to be in the position of getting a new player in and having a transitional season because Gundogan and Bernardo were Yeah, it was like having Ferner and Rodri at the same time, wasn't it? It was yeah, that absolutely. transition, as you say. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'll ask the guys a, a quick question because then we'll move on to somebody else. Bernard, do you want City to offer Gundogan the contract that he wants? Would you pull out all the stops to keep him? I will pull out all the stops to offer him a two-year contract. If he wants three, 
and he's going to quibble over it, then fair enough. We'll have to take it, take the hit. But I don't see any reason at all why we don't offer him two years. Mike, what do you think? Absolutely 100% give him what he wants. Um, he's not going to want more than three years. If he was to insist on three, uh, you'd be rolling the dice on his third on his third and final season, but he's worth the gamble. So absolutely 100% keep him. Yeah, I agree. Keep him. Um, and if he can, even if he only does two more seasons and Pep leaves as well, it's perfect timing. Going to move on to somebody who's not really featured much this season, and that's Emerit Laporte, and probably towards the end of last season as well. Uh, now, Emerit Laporte, he's, um, his contract is up in 2025, okay? Um, and he's, he's not too, too old at, at the moment. He's still, you know, he's still got plenty of um, mileage in, in him, but... The point is, I mean, he's only 28. He'll be 29. He'll be, thirsty, he'll be thirsty when his contract expires. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's actually, uh, he's 29 next week. So let's let's call him 29. Yeah, yeah. In the season. So, but he's 29, but he's not featured that much for City. And I think that's the issue. He's only featured, not started, but featured, I believe, in 10 Premier League games this season out of 35. That's nothing. Um, he's in the League Cup. He's, he, you know, he's basically uh, second choice in Europe. He's featured four times. While we've played twelve games, he's featured four times. Doesn't mean he started those games. He's, he's hardly started. So in the whole season, twenty-one games, and we played over six, about sixty games. So he knows he's. You know, if, if we're honest about it, he's behind Akanji. He's behind Stones. He's behind Diaz. Uh, Walker's slightly different because he plays on the right, but he's behind Aki. You know, Stones is behind everybody basically, uh, and even Rico Lewis has been getting games in preference to Laporte. So, um, the word on the street seems to be that he want he he's going to look elsewhere because he wants to, and I don't blame him because he wants to play football. He's that he's that that age and that level. He's won plenty at City, um, and he's still good enough to get a good team interested in him uh, in Europe. So whether that's Potentially someone like PSG or um, Bayern Munich or somewhere in Spain or Italy, if he wants, still a step down. But I'll, I'll go to Mike first. What do you think about what Emeric Laporte has brought to City uh, and what potentially he could bring going forwards? There's something behind the scenes that we don't know about. Something in the relationship between Laporte and the coaching staff uh, that we don't know about, whether it be his uh, attitude um, or something in his personality. We, we do know uh, that he does have a singular personality. We do know that he's rub, rubbed up uh, um, international coaches the wrong way at times. He seems to be a bit of a loner uh, and that he, he can come across as aloof uh, from what I've read. But he is a, he's a fantastic, solid uh, central defender with a great uh, left foot, and he has just been really unfortunate. He's uh, he suffered by being at City at the time when uh, the the others around him are in the form of their lives. And uh, it, it, at the beginning, I thought he was a better player than Stones. I thought he would have been a perfect partner for Ruben Diaz, but he eventually got um, uh, basically... Um, replaced by John Stones, even even when 
And even when St- Stone spent a lot of time out injured and, and he came back, he would replace Laporte. And uh, then you had um, Akanji coming in and uh, who, who had no great, you know, fantastic international reputation. Laporte uh, uh, falls behind him as well. Um, so it, it, it all screams something um, about the nature of his relationship with Pep that probably uh, would indicate that he's on his way uh, in the summer because he's far too good a player to be um, to be sitting on the bench, I would say. Yeah. Uh, Bernard, uh, do you think Laporte is too good to be a, a bit part player at City, he, and especially at the age he is, that he, he deserves and he wants to go and be a big star somewhere else? I think quite right. I think quite rightly he does. Uh, I think Laporte has a right to think that. Uh, the couple of years left of his contract, it's at the stage where normally the City will be thinking about extending it. There's no hints of that happening at all. Uh, he knows where he is in the pecking order. And Laporte, let's face it, was was a, was a one of the first names on the team sheet, you know, last season, season before, uh, that centre-half partnership. And as you said, you pointed out, Ray, he's gone way down the pecking order and they're still talking about getting Guardiola in. So, I mean, that means that, that you know, so what's he got to stay for? For me, I quite agree with Laporte. If he, what he wants to sod off, his agent's looking around and because he deserves he deserves to play for a good club somewhere because it doesn't look as though at the moment it's going to happen at City for him. So, yeah. not, no no objection at all if he, if he go I, Objection because I think he's a good player. He's a good yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure he could come back to being one of our first names on the team sheet, but he's just not getting that opportunity. So yeah. I don't blame him on Iota. So you wouldn't bust a gut to try and persuade him? No, no. I think I think unless we can offer him a better, you know, a better percentage of playing matches and back up yeah. there with one of our as our leading defenders. Uh, and if we're talking about Guardiola, as I said, that's putting his nose out even more. So for me, City are telling me if I was Laporte that I haven't got a future. Yeah, uh, Mike, you agree? It's not worth you know pushing the boat out. Uh, there's nothing we can really. There's no guarantees we can offer uh, Laporte. So why would he stay? No, I mean it's not that I don't want him to stay. It's just that I know that he won't um, unless he is. Uh, it, the, the money would be no problem. Contract length would be no problem to someone like him. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that he cannot be guaranteed is uh, game time. And that it, he won't accept that. So that's the reason I'm pretty sure that uh, he he will move on. It's not a question of, um, you know, not wanting him to stay. I, I, I really wish that he would. But it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a shame watching the talent like that. Um, you know, rot on the bench. At 28, 29, you've got to be, you've got to be playing regularly. You can't be on the bench and be, be cast with a fourth or fifth choice in a certain position. It's not right. Yeah. So, yeah. And he's a full international as well. Yeah. Totally agree, guys. Um, okay. We are going to move on to another one who's actually, I do believe, has got his birthday on the same day as Mary Laporte next week, if, I, if I'm right, or within one day of him. And that's uh, somebody who, a couple of times in his City career in the last few years, we thought it was on his way out. We thought, you know, uh, he's not good enough um, anymore. Uh, and that's Kyle Walker. Now, Kyle Walker is 32 years old. He'll be 33 next week. His contract runs out in 2024. One year left on his contract. But we saw, you know, obviously this season, what's happened to him? He was dropped. He was behind Rico Lewis. He's 
had lots of off-field, um, <laughs> very well publicised, um, let's say, indiscretions over the last uh, three or four years. Um, he's been caught out a few times. But we saw against Real Madrid, he was awesome. At 32, almost 33, the way he caught up to Vinicius Jr. after, you know, being a little bit out of position was uh, something quite extraordinary. The way he's fought back to be part of this first team again, the way he worked hard when Pep dropped him and Pep said he can't, basically, uh, he doesn't have the intelligence or the football intelligence to play this, this, the role that John Stones or Rico Lewis were playing, working with um, Rodri in, uh, as, as a, a double pivot, double DM. Um, and Walker can only offer that right-hand side uh, role. But Pep's gone back to him so many times uh, in the last couple of months, especially the big games. Um, he's he's impressed. So I'll go go to Bernard on this one. What are your thoughts on um, you know what Kyle Walker's contributed this season? And given that he's only got one year left on his contract, what do you think should happen? Well, again, with only having one year left on his contract, you're asking the question why something's not been in the air of actually keeping on for another season, at least one season, not two seasons, you know, uh, with Walker. Uh, great. I, I think Walker's done... Just when you think you can cope without him, he comes in itch and it comes and makes you know that you can't really do without him for yeah. certain games, certain circumstances, and that's what he's done. And all credit to Walker, he's knuckled... I don't think anyone can... All right, apart from his... Obviously, his naughty boy element. Uh, I don't think anyone can quibble as a City fan what he's given mm. to this club and the loyalty he's shown to this club and the determination he's shown. And as I say, I, I worry again that he's not been offered something or seemingly not. We don't know what's going on behind it, but it certainly looks that way with only a season left, of course, after this one. But I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to, to be perhaps on a, another two two year option if I can, if he's happy, which he seems to be. Um, uh, obviously, sorry, another year on top of what he's got, so, yeah. which will take him to what the thirty-four. Which by that time, with the with a possibility, I mean, there's nothing to say at thirty-four, right? We're thinking, oh no, it'll be, it won't be the same at thirty-four. But you know, with the possible, if you're up to it, I and mean, both both the club and him agree, why not another year on that? But is the England right back? I don't think there's anyone better for England still. So. For me, anyway, and yeah, I'd do everything to at least keep him, extend that contract a little bit with an option of, of more, because it's just, just to reward him, because I think he deserves it. I think, think for what he's done, he's he's got, you know, say he's, he's bounced back from the stick from Pep, and he, and he's shown Pep, and he's knuckled down and got on with it. If uh, for me, I wouldn't want to lose him. Uh, Mike, what, do you uh, concur with um, Bernard that? You know, Kyle Walker is a person that we should be pulling out the stops to keep. I do concur with Dr. Deneen, absolutely. Now, I'm a huge fan of Walker. The only thing that worries me is that when, it, when a, pl a player of that magnitude gets to within a, a year of the end of his contract, you expect to hear some news. And we haven't heard anything, at least I haven't anyway. That worries me a bit. Now, these days... Uh, you have um, players of around about that age employed on rolling one-year contracts, which basically means you keep doing it for us. We'll keep uh, rehiring you until we don't, we can't use you anymore. Now, I think what was very telling was Pep's comments after the game against Real Madrid, which seemed to indicate that um, you know uh, Walker had taken his licks, he had taken it on board. Uh, he knows his limitations. 
and he's re he's reacted uh, very positively. Now, the one thing that, if you know anything about Pep, he doesn't like scowlers. He doesn't like people that goes that go in huffs and strops. And it seems that Kyle is not like that. I think that is that um, he will probably be offered a rolling uh, a rolling uh, one year contract after his contract um, uh, expires, and I think. I would be very, very happy if if we did that. Okay, that, so that gets us to uh, Kyle Walker. I think I agree. I want Kyle Walker to stay. I want you know, an extra year, so an extension. It might just be because it is quite intense at the moment um, that we don't want to be talking about contracts. You know, we'll wait till the end of the season and that, that's when things will happen. Um, mm. And it's the same with, with Gundogan and the others. You know, they might be waiting to see who might be coming, who might be joining. Right, we might be waiting to see how many of these 115 charges land so they don't want to commit themselves. <laughs> I don't think about that. that, not that that'll happen for a bit. So that's Walker. Um, I'm going to move on from Kyle Walker to the Algerian prince that is Riyad Mahrez. Now, Riyad Mahrez has still got two years left on his contract at City, um, according to the... Uh, information I'm just looking at. Um, now, he is 32 years old. He was 32 years old. Uh, his birthday was in February. So by the time he finishes, he'll be 34. Um, now, there are, I think, various options, various ways to look at this. I, I can't personally cannot see him leaving this summer. But would you be looking at an extra year? or Because he's got two years, do you say, I'll let you play another year before we decide? Or do you think uh, other option is for him and for us to, to let him go? Um, maybe not this summer, or, but maybe this summer after, when he's still got a little bit of value where you can still get 10 or 20 million. You know, he'll be 33. Maybe you can still get 15 or 20 million pounds for him. Um, and he can go off somewhere else, maybe back to Spain, uh, sorry, to France and do something there. So, Bernard, what, what are your thoughts on the Algerian prince and what he's contributed this season and what you think? He can still offer City going forwards because he. Yeah, just to let, give give you an idea, he has featured in twenty seven out of thirty five Premier League games, so it's not rubbish. He's got you know he's only got five goals, which is a bit a bit disappointing. But in Europe, he's featured nine times, so nine out of uh, the twelve games he scored three goals. So overall this season, he's had forty four games. Now, to be honest. Uh, the the fewest games he ever had at City was his first season with forty four. The most was fifty in his second season. So this is a decent number. You know, if you argue he might play feature in three or four more games, he's going to be up there with uh, maybe 47, 48, 49 games this season, which is a lot of games to play. So what do you think he's, got, he's offered so far and what do you think he can still do, Bernard? He's an enigma, right? And see, I mean, he's just one of, you know, the first thing off the top of my head, I would say that if he went tomorrow, uh, I, I wouldn't particularly be crying about it, uh, not in a horrible way, because I don't. I think within his within his ability, I mean, I'd never ever think any player on that pitch playing for City at the moment doesn't give hundred percent. It just looks as though he doesn't give hundred percent sometimes, and I'm sure he is. But he, he, he does split opinions, of course. He still does. I mean, how many years he's been with us? Quite a few years now. Um, but there's certainly no sign of him going this year. That's for, I don't have any hint that he's going to go uh, this season. So he's still going to be there for at least next season. Like you were saying there, we could yeah. get a few quid for him the season after. 
Uh, and as far as Pep's there, Pep's there and Pep seems happy with him and he plays him in certain roles at certain times and he, he does the business at certain roles yeah. at certain times and he's not going to change. He's got he's to carry on doing what he's done for the last few seasons. Um, would I be happy if, he, if someone come in for him and took him? It wouldn't bother me. One iota, if he stays, I trust him, Pep, that he's happy with him playing in certain roles in certain games. It, it, it he doesn't convince me either way, unfortunately. I'd love it. It'd be nice, I think, Ray, you want your speed, don't you? You want your speed on the wing. I think, you know, what adaptations Pep will make next season to this system he's been playing since Ireland came, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't particularly work that well sometimes with, with Grealish and Mahrez. And Grealish isn't going anywhere. So we're both Grealish and Mahrez. Mahrez is the obvious one. You can switch around and get a faster, faster guy over there. It so that's the only thing for me that we perhaps do need a bit more speed, as you've yeah. been banging on for a while about. <laughs> uh, Mahrez is the obvious choice. But at this point in time, I can't see him going anywhere. But certainly wouldn't offer him. <laughs> I personally wouldn't offer him an extension, but yeah. hey, I, I'm sure you know I'm not going to have a go at him because he's a city player. And I think so even though he doesn't look as always done his best, I'm sure he has. <laughs> yeah, Mike. The question I'm going to ask you is uh, about Riyad Mahrez. Is he does what Pep wants him to do in a game? He doesn't take too many risks. Okay, um, and so. Very rarely loses it, does he? Yeah. Very rarely. I mean, if he can't do anything with it, at least he'll recycle it back to someone that's else. What, that's what we want, and you know, yeah. so that's where he, he's he's really really good. Obviously, controlling the ball, he's the best in the world, um, and he does have a wand of a left foot. But Mike, so based on all all that, how do you see Riyad Mahrez? Is it worth it because he does exactly what Pet wants? Uh, and he's not going to lose that ball and recycle it and recycle it and recycle it, hanging on to it? Or do you want more? And do you think, like Bernard, if someone came in for him or he decided to move on, you ain't bothered? Well, I think this is a point on which I and Bernard profoundly disagree. If he was to leave, I would be crying, actually. <laughs> um, there's a certain... When when a player gets into his 30s, there there's an old maxim that... You never lose the skill, but you lose the ability to run. Now, he's a unique specimen, Mares. He's got that uh, certain wiry physique that means that he is not lose. I, I'm not seeing him lose any pace. And he's often be, been criticized as, as a one-trick pony in the same way that Arjun Robin was. But it's a, a very devastating <laughs> trick that he does have. And um, whilst I, I, I don't think that the, 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 the city board will be queuing up to offer him, you know, um, years and years of, of, of contract, he'll certainly, I, I think he'll certainly finish out his two years um, with us. He's an exciting, an exciting player. I've got a huge soft spot for this guy. And um, I, I just, um, the, 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 the type of uh, runs he makes, the types of uh passes that he can make he, he never really lets you down i think you can say that he was ineffective uh, sometimes or some people would be unkind and said that in certain games he was anonymous but uh, my goodness when he's on it he is really on it he is a real weapon and even as a squad player um he is a real threat if you take a look um, at, at any team you're up against, what you want to look at is what they've got on their bench and, and how many potential game changers are there. And we've got Foden, we've got 
Alvarez, and for me, Mares fits into that category. He can he can really damage teams. He can really hurt them without needing to have played uh, the whole game. So I would say that he will he'll he'll take his two years. He's very very rarely in the headlines. He doesn't create controversy. He seems to get along with Pep. You can see his his goal his goal celebrations with the other players. He's got a great relationship with them. There's absolutely no need to uh, get rid of him. But uh, whether uh, I think it's one of those situations where if he's got two years left on his contract. I know that players, they, they get kind of jumpy if they're not offered an extra year, an extra two years. But um, if he's happy enough uh, that they'll look at it again closer to the end of that two year period, then I think that's what's going to happen. But absolutely, I would be devastated if he was to leave us. Well, for me right now, he's got two years left, so I would, I would bide my time. I'd wait, see how he performs next season, see obviously who we might get, how they fit in. You know, you could end up getting someone like, for argument's sake, Gomez or Phillips, or, and you might think, yeah, you know, Phillips, England is international, but he doesn't, uh, you know, he might be injured, doesn't settle the first season. You know, we could go and get Crash Cavillia. Uh, sorry if I got his name wrong again. Uh, and he might not settle that first season, and we might be wanting Mares to give us that control back. Um, so it's, it's yeah, I, I want him to play another season, and then we'll just decide. He's, he's still young enough. He still he, he doesn't re- uh, rely exclusively on pace, so he relies on what's going on in his head. Um, so I, I, I think another season, uh, like, but also like Bernard, if someone says comes in and offers forty million from Riyad Mares right now. Tell you what, I'd drive him to Paris myself. Um, that sort, no, honestly, that sort of money really does make a huge difference to your finances. So you don't, you don't care about my being devastated, mate. You just no, don't no, care, no, do you? No sympathy, no sympathy. No, no, I'd, I'd give him Mike a call and let him cry my shoulder, but no, we <laughs> can do that while I'm whilst I'm driving. My, I'll carry Maris on my back. Someone offers, you know, fifty million, forty million. I'd drive him there. Fifty million, honestly, I'd carry him on, on my back. Um, because, as I said, it will make such a huge difference to the finances. And all right, finances aren't what you should be thinking about, you know, as your initial thoughts about whether players should come or go. But it will make a huge impact on FFP going forwards, having the profit on on the sale of Mares. It's not it's not the, the cash flow, but it's the profit on the sale. It, it makes a huge difference to your accounts. And, you know, if you're selling for £40 million, that basically pays the amortisation, and the wages for a top top player. If you want to get Jude Bellingham for argument's sake and pay him, you know we might have to pay 120 million, put him on a six-year contract. That's 20 million of amortisation. Pay him 300 grand a week. That's 35 million. We'd make if we saw Maris for 40 million, we'd make that much profit. So we cover his first year. That's the way I look at it. And, and uh, although Maris has done really really well, I think there are upgrades on him. You know, everybody would take Vinicius Junior in a heartbeat. Um, instead of more Salah, uh, sorry, or more Salah, you take someone like that in a heartbeat over uh, our man uh, Riyad Mahrez. So you know, we, although we love him dearly, Mike, I'd let him go if the money was right. Finally, <laughs> finally, we move on to the two-goal hero, the star uh, on Wednesday night, and that's Bernardo Silva. Who look, we've been hearing this story now. It must be three years that Bernardo wants to leave. It was enduring lot. Uh, you know, lockdown that he wants to leave. He wants to go to sunnier climes. Well, he's not gone. Uh, the fans absolutely love him. Look at the songs when when City winning games. 
Who are they singing about right now? It used to be Raheem Sterling. You know, where's Raheem Sterling? He's top of the league. Now, who do they sing about? It's Bernardo Silva. It's the Istanbul song. And it's been going on. You know, Bernardo running down the wing and all that. It's been going on that song for two or three years at least. He is definitely one yeah, of the... We've got to change location a few times, haven't we? That's how long it's been going on. He's, he's that good. <laughs> now, he his contract, if... Uh, Bernardo Silva, okay, let's look at his age. He's 28. He'll be 29 in, in August. So he's not, he's certainly got three or four good years uh, in him. His contract runs out in 2025, as does, as I've mentioned, uh, uh, Riyad Mahrez and Emeric Laporte. So I'm going to go to Bernard first. How big a player is Bernardo Silva when he's on his game for City? And how desperate, and I'm sure, and I'm sure this time, Bernard, you will beg, you will beg, but um, I'm not putting words into your mouth, but how much do you want Bernardo Silva to say? The thing with Bernardo is he's one of these guys that I think is underutilised at times, but that's because he's doing a job for Pep. Uh, it's as simple as that. You, you commented before about uh, Mares doing a, does a job for Pep, and Bernardo does that sometimes. But when he's given a free aim, we can see how brilliant he is. I mean, we, we saw that, obviously, when he's allowed to wander up and... Uh, demolished Real Madrid with a couple of cracking, well-taken goals. We've seen some cracking goals in time, but he doesn't score enough for me because of how he plays, because of how Pep plays him, not because of his own fault. It's just how Pep plays him. You know, he's played him at left-back, for God's sake, for like, you know a couple of months ago. He was playing from left-back up to the right wing. He was playing right across the pitch, and uh, that's what Pep does with him. Uh, he's one of these players, though, that, you know, value-wise, who, who, the, who the hell can afford him at the moment? Who, what we'd want for him? You know, we'd have to we'd have to sort of give, virtually give him away uh, for any of the top teams of his quality that he would join. Let's say there's not many, you know, uh, and we would have to sort of uh, ask a lot of money. You know, and if we don't, uh, we're in the wrong. But as he, as you said, he's been going on for two or three years now. That he wants to go. He's still there. He still gets on with the, the other guys. Still pick on him. You know, seems <laughs> seem to pick on him in every every single way whatsoever. He seems happy with it. Some people yeah. call it bullying. <laughs> you know, it's uh, when you've seen certain things happening. But uh, perhaps that's got to. I'm not too sure. But he, he seems happy enough. But as, as you said, he, he does. He's 28. He's at that age now where he would have to go somewhere else. But yeah, I mean, I would, I would sign him on for another couple of years on top of what he's got now if I could. Yeah. But it's all down to Bernardo, and I think like all the players, the City should be fair to him. He, you know, he's given us, he's repaid us more than, more than enough. It's not as though he owes us anything. I was hinting a little bit that perhaps Gundo needs to repay us a little bit more perhaps for those early days, but I was being a bit harsh there because he's been with us a while now, but Bernardo has. But Bernardo doesn't particularly owe us anything because I think he's tried to repay us. He's done everything Pep's wanted. He's done everything the yeah. fans wanted and, and we do love him. Uh, and, but, and I, I'd give him a new contract tomorrow. I'd extend his contract tomorrow. But as you said, we're still a bit, a bit puzzled as to what's going on, whether he wants, still wants to go, but who can afford him as well. So it's, a bit, again, another funny one, really, what, what we're going to do. Yeah, Mike, how much do you love Bernardo Silva? How much do you think he, he's critical to City over the next couple of years? And how much do you want to... How, how, how far would you go? How far would you go to make him stay? Istanbul. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm going to begin by channeling my Ian Hall away. This is a, this, I'll take you back to your teenage years. 
a particular girl that you 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 absolutely fancied and had no chance with, but you but you managed to get dating her. I got um, but 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 <laughs> but you were in a constant state of insecurity because she was flashing her 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 eyelashes at other oh, uh, other guys and there, <laughs> that, that that's that's the way it, it it's been with Bernardo for about the past two or three years. We've had the same conversation over and over again. It's pretty clear that he wants that, that the big part of him wants to go. But, you know, success and uh, a reputation on the world stage is a big convincer. What I really love about Bernardo is he's a bit like uh, Ray. He's a top class Bert and he really loves winding up the op opposition. I, I just I love it whenever he um takes the, the mickey out of Liverpool. I think and, it's a Portuguese uh, and, and trait, isn't it? I think that's a Portuguese trait from looking at the guy over the road. <laughs> uh, as well. But anyway, in conclusion, I don't want to go on for too long, obviously, but um, I would move heaven and earth to, to get him to stay if, if it could be done. I'd offer him whatever length of contract he wants. Um, I'd up his salary as well. I'd do everything that I could, but unfortunately I, i'm just it's just it's too much of a re recurrent theme about um um you know uh, how much he wants to live somewhere else and not play somewhere else but live somewhere else but i think as ray pointed out um you're you're gonna have to spend 70 or 80 million on that guy and who's got that kind of money this is it and this is where i look at all the players mike that's an excellent point obviously it comes back to money as well you look at each of these players and say, how much would it cost us to buy a player at that of that level, you know, uh, and ha uh, against how much would it cost us to renew a contract or to give him a signing on bonus? Let's look at, I'll, I'll, and I'll go through all the players quickly. Ilke Gundogan, okay, to buy someone at his level, surely you're going to spend 60, 70, 80 million quid, okay, to renew his, extend his contract for two or three years. I think a signing on bonus, 5 million, 10 million. More than enough. Look at that massive difference. Same with Laporte. To buy a quality player like Laporte, you're looking 60, 70 million. To, but if he leaves, uh, his is different because he, if he wants to leave, you're not going to make him stay. Same with, but go back to Mares. Yeah, you want to ex extend his contract or to get someone like Mares again. We paid 60 million for him. I, I guess to get someone, all right, maybe he's a, obviously not looking at the age, but to get someone of that quality, you're going to pay 50, 60 million again. Bernardo, right now, 100 million for his age. He's in the prime of his career. Uh, he is he's so critical to Man City. He, he can play in so many different positions. We've seen him play at left-back this season. We've seen him play at, um, uh, a DM alongside Rodri. We've seen him play attacking midfield. We've seen him play on the right wing. Yeah, He'll play anywhere. The only player I said, I don't want to see him is in goal. Because he's, he's he's a short ass like me, so all these players, um, you know, have it would cost us. They're not irreplaceable is wrong, but it costs us too much money to replace them. And you're better off adding, you know, giving them a signing on bonus of five or ten million and extending contracts. And maybe there, there's one thing Ray that troubles me. There's one thing that troubles me, and what? that is that uh, Pep uh, when he. Uh, discerns that there's someone who doesn't uh, want to stay. He's quite willing to um, to let them go on a song. Now you think about Leroy Sane 
Uh, no, he he was worth you know in his prime he was worth eighty ninety million. Well, that's Pepsi. And uh, and uh, and he he went for a song. But that's Pepsi to... because he got no no. The thing is, Mac, he had two years left on his deal. He was going to go for eighty odd million pounds to uh, or eighty odd million euros to Bayern Munich. He got injured in a game that he didn't need to play in, in the uh, community shield against Liverpool. He was out for the season. Then he had one year left on his contract. So Pep's mm -hmm. stupidity, they know all the word for it, we had to pay Sani's wages that season, whatever that's going to be. Let's call it 10 million quid. Okay. Pep cost us that. And he cost us on the sale probably at least 30 million quid. Pep cost us 40 million quid. On the and that was playing in a game that he didn't need to play him in. So, you know, I don't think we sell him. Although, although that's not the only example, though, Ray. Ray. I think well, you'll agree that uh, when, when Pep senses that you don't want to stay, he he he'll let you go. A few things, Mike. We do let players go on the cheap. Okay, um, I I do believe, but I think part of that is because we've persuaded him to stay a little bit longer. I look at Torsten Adrabayo. We. Told him he had a chance at a, a future. He signed a new contract, and we just didn't give him an opportunity. He ended up. We ended up selling him for was it one and a half million quid or half a million quid peanuts? He's worth ten times that or twenty times that. But I think probably we had a deal with him. Please sign. If we don't play you enough, we'll give you um, a, a, an e an easier exit uh, from City because we make it cheap. And I think we're doing that with a few players by persuading them to sign. Look at. Um, or Angelino, we got him to come back and then we flogged him, uh, uh, well, sent him out on loan six months later and flogged him. Now, why would he come back? You know, we give him an opportunity, he didn't cut it, but we let him go cheap because he was worth more than the whatever 20, 22, 23 million pounds we sold him for. He was worth probably 30, 35. He had a you know a couple of good games in the Champions League that season, I think, against Man United. Was it Man United? He ripped them apart. So, I think we just because we have an agreement with players, please sign, please stay. We'll let you go um, easily if the time comes that for us to part company. So I, I don't wor worry about that. So, um, but the fi finances are, are important. I think it's better, as I said, to, to keep players um, uh, on. It's better to pay the money in slightly higher wages, pay the money in a signing on bonus than having to get. Could, can you imagine? If we, for argument's sake, pay £10 million to Ilkay Gundogan to, to sign a, a, a two-year contract and give him that as a signing and bonus, if, for argument's sake, the alternative is getting whoever, I'm just going to use the same name again, Jude Bellingham, we'd be paying him at least £10 million signing on bonus, as well as higher wages than Gundogan. So <laughs> the player you replace the current in, the incumbents with is going to cost you more in terms of wages, well, the thing is as well. If he can get another two or three years out, and so the way our academy's working now with some of these youngsters coming through, there's nothing to say, you know, like Peroni or whoever, whoever it is. He, all right, it's not academy, but you know, the guy the guys yeah. who've been loaned out coming back. There's nothing to say one or two of them aren't going to pop into that well, position where you don't have to pay that. anything. Look at some of the players we've, we've let go. I mean, and that are worth a lot more than we let them go for. Um, I'm not going down the. Oh, they were too cheap, but. Tossing about Adirai, he's not going to come back. Uh, Romeo Lavia. Now, this talk of people wanting to pay 35, 40 million quid for that kid, and we let him go for what, 15 or 20? I, I can't Douglas remember. Louise as well, yeah. Douglas Louise, you know, um, we've got decent money for Douglas Louise, um, but there was talk about him coming back to City last season or the season before. So there are players out there who we've let go, um, you know, who, who because they've they, they got no. 
they've got no immediate future and we are holding them back by keeping them in the reserves or uh, on, on the bench most of the time. You know, um, look at Cole Palmer. He's been, he's, he's done nothing this season and he's, uh, look at the difference in Cole Palmer and um, and Lavia. Last season, Cole Palmer was coming through. It looked like he could do, be the next breakthrough player. He's not done anything this season. He's hardly played. Lavia's gone out and played. He's worth 35, 40 million quid. People want him. So I, I, I 100% uh, agree with you, Bernard, that in two years' time, we will have a lot more players coming through. Look at who we've got. You know, uh, McAtee. You know, he's out on loan at Sheffield United. He's had a decent season. We've got players that might make it. And it's it's just the sheer weight of numbers. We've got so many players. Somebody will make it. Some of these players will make it. And if we can keep people like Gundogan for another two years, people like maybe Mares or um, Bernardo Silva, um, maybe you're right in two years' time, we've got ready-made replacements uh, for them. And they've cost us now. You know, Peroni might make it. You know, we don't we don't know. Um, so I, I think it's a great opportunity uh, for the for the youngsters to keep on. And that's the other thing I want. I want them to keep on learning. I want them to learn from Ilkay Gundogan. I, that's why, look at Rodri when he came. He wasn't a patch on Fernandinho, especially with the dark arts. But now he's so much better because he learnt off. He learnt off the master. So, you know, if you want to play, play similar to Gundogan, you want to learn off the master and that's Gundogan. So that that's, that's how I see it. Guys, I'm going to... Um, call it a day we've been on a little bit longer than expected but it's it's such a interesting and uh, emotive topic uh, about these players because you can see most of them I do believe uh, with the exception of Emeric Laporte we're, we're quite happy to let him go um, and Mares, if a good offer came in we'd let him go with the others well, apart from Mike apart from Mike Mike, 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 Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we can I think we can uh, we can agree that the certainly Kyle Walker, certainly Bernardo Silva, certainly Ilkay Gundogan. We want these guys to stay for a few more years yet. Um, big thank you to Bernard. Big thank you to Mike. This is a joint production from uh, City Fan TV and the Bolt from the Blue podcast. Thank you so much, guys. Up the Blues.